history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sooner State of Mind family, we are. We have a very special guest today, and we are thrilled to be joined by the President and Chief Executive Officer of Peach Bowl, Inc., Mr. Gary Stokan. Gary, thank you so much for being here today. Glad to be with you, Casey. Thanks for having us. Oh, you are very welcome. Now, Gary, you became the CEO and President of the Peach Bowl back in 1998. What were you doing prior to that appointment, and how did that union become about? Well, I've been very blessed, Casey, to be in sports my whole career, uh, going back to uh, 1978 when I graduated from North Carolina State. Um, I had played basketball there, and my head coach, Norm Sloan, uh, offered me a job to be an assistant coach at NC State. So I coached uh, there, and then I went to work for Adidas, then Converse, then started my own sports marketing company. Uh, sold that, went back to work for Adidas on a global basis. And then in 1998, had the opportunity to become the president of the Atlanta Sports Council and the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So uh, had a blessed career to be in sports and uh, enjoyed this for the last 26 years. Awesome. Very nice. Now, so you mentioned you always had a passion um, for sports. Did you think you would go into basketball or was it football on your mind? How, how did you go in that direction? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, a lot of people say, I had a basketball guy become so deeply involved in football. But, uh, you know, to me, sports is a business. And uh, all I've done is take my coaching experience and related it back to business. And it's held me in good stead for all these years. So um, sports is just such a great teacher mm-hmm. uh, of life, adversity, business, um, winning, losing, putting a team together, coaching a team, empowering a team, uh, setting a vision, uh, reaching goals. There's so many things that are attributable to sports and, and being a coach that are the same as being a president or CEO. Definitely. I know I've learned some of my biggest life lessons through sports, good or bad. A lot more coming um, with bad results in the game. You take a lot away from it. You learn more during losing than winning. That's for Absol- sure. Absolutely. In 2008, the Peach Bowl started what at the time was known as the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. That became incredibly successful and now is one of the biggest college football events of the year. The kickoff game with the bowl games kind of bookends the college football season. 
What was the thought behind uh, getting the kickoff game going and how did that come together? Yeah, great question. Um, back in 2006, the CFP or BCS, I guess, at that time, decided to host another bowl game that would be the national championship. And um, uh, we put in a very strong bid, uh, didn't win. What happened was the four existing BCS bowls, the Rose, the Sugar, Fiesta, and uh, Orange Bowl, uh, talked the commissioners into double host model, where they would host their bowl game in Jan early January. And then, you know, 10 days later on a rotational basis, host the national championship game. So, um, you know, we lost that opportunity, but 2007, the NCAA legislated a 12th game to the schedule. And so I went to my board and I told him, I said, you know, I'm a very competitive person. I said, you know, if they're not going to let us in the BCS on the backside, we're going to create the BCS on the front side of the season. And so I termed the phrase the Daytona 500 of college football. And we were going to open the game with a huge game. Um, we were recruiting the College Football Hall of Fame at the time, which we were successful in bringing that in 2009 to Atlanta. And um, I went and struck, uh, you know, a relationship with Nick Saban when he was at LSU. He was now at Alabama. I had a good relationship with Terry Don Phillips, the AD at Clemson. So I called Terry Don, knew Clemson was going to be top 10 that year with C.J. Spiller and Taj Boyd and some of the players they had. And so I got Clemson to agree, and then I called Nick Saban to Alabama. He uh, was in his second year. He had lost to Louisiana Monroe his first year, finished seven and six. People forget that. <laughs> um, yeah. But in, uh, in 2008, um, you know, we created this game, got Clemson, Alabama to play. And, um, you know, it, it, it really changed basically the face of college football on the front side of the season because – to a large extent, teams were playing non-conference games that were directional schools, not to denigrate anybody, but, you know, they were scheduling four wins before they got into their conference schedule. Yeah. And, you know, we had game day the first year. You know, we had uh, Alabama was borderline top 25. Clemson was number nine. Alabama came in 134 to 10. And Alabama that week was on the cover of Sports Illustrated that Alabama's back. And, um, you know, the next year we had Alabama number five, Virginia Tech number seven. Alabama won that game and won the national championship. And so Nick Saban would tell you that that game in 2008, that Chick-fil-A kickoff game with Clemson was the start of Alabama's run that they've been on ever since. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, people don't remember that it's a transition. You don't just drop right in and, oh, national championship after national championship. Yeah, I mean, you've been through it with Brent Venables, right? I mean, yeah. you know, tough year last year, but, you know, now, you know, beating Texas in the in the uh, Cotton Bowl, and the old Cotton Bowl, and now being ranked top 10 with a lot more opportunity ahead of them as well. Yeah, it's a microwave society now. It's like patience, people. You have to take steps to get there. It just doesn't happen overnight. That's right. Um, the Peach Bowl, you've hosted three playoff semifinals. Do you have a favorite game or a Peach Bowl memory? You know, my best memory is uh, 2019. We had Michigan and Florida, uh, and it wasn't the game. It, uh, our vice president of sales 
um, Benji Hollis' daughter had contracted leukemia in uh, April and went through six months of chemo and radiation and in September was getting ready to have her um, uh, bone marrow transplant. And uh, her little heart gave out and she passed away. And so uh, I brought Benji and his wife and their little daughter, Leanna, who was three, down on the field, put them on the field. And prior to the game, we had everybody stand up and we played Neil Diamond's uh, Sweet Caroline, but we installed Sweet Anna Charles in for Caroline. And everybody got up and was swaying and singing. You know, I wanted them to celebrate, uh, you know, Anna Charles' life. And uh, because September is also Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And so we brought a lot of awareness to childhood cancer, but and made a $20 million donation wow. to Children's Healthcare to start trials and find cures to eradicate childhood cancer. And now we have 12 trials with 37 kids in them. And the leukemia trial is in its second phase where they tested it successfully in animals, in adults, and now they're going to test the 12 to 18-year-olds. And if it works, then they'll test it in little kids. And so, you know, that was my favorite memory of the 26 years I've been in it. Just, I mean, there were people from Florida and Michigan, you know, hugging each other and yeah. singing and crying. And But it, you know, really was a... a, a a great celebration for Anna Charles' life. Yeah, obviously way bigger than the game and football itself, but football also bringing that opportunity and those people together. So, you know, once again, the specialness of sports. Well, Casey, that's a great point. We have used college football to for the greater good. Uh, we were the ninth oldest bowl game founded in 1968, but the first bowl game founded to give back to charity. And we're the number one charitable organization, bowl organization in the country. Out of all 44 bowls, we've given $61 million wow. to charity and, and uh, uh, donations. And um, it's very much our DNA. That's amazing. That's great. You have the platform and you're using it to do good in this world. Can't appreciate that more. Um, you mentioned you're an NC State guy. You've hosted them in a kickoff game, but what would it mean for you to have the Wolfpack make a Peach Bowl appearance? Yeah, I've been asked that a lot. <laughs> over 26 years not to have <laughs> NC State in the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. But, you know, we had them one time in the kickoff game. But, uh, you know, I think Dave Dorn's done a good job. They're not going to get there this year, obviously. But um, hopefully, you know, before I retire, that that happens. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But, uh yeah, the, the Wolfpack, uh, you know, we, we got to get over the hump here and win one of these ACCs here soon in the next few years or else I'll be retired and at the lake uh, rooting them on. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad way to watch the game, though, either. <laughs> no, that's true. That's yeah, true. Now, the 12-team playoff uh, starts next year. What are your thoughts on the transition to the 12-team playoff, and how's that going to work with the current um, New Year's Six Bowls? Yeah, great question. It's I think it will help college football even elevate to a higher level from reviewing attendance standpoint. You know, we're seeing all time records this year in viewing audience. And I think with the advent of a 12 team playoff where you'll have, you know, 30, 40 schools in November still in the hunt to get yeah. into the playoff is going to elevate the interest. 
I also think with having now NBC uh, along with, um, you know, Fox, uh, CBS, ESPN, all broadcasting college football, you're seeing more viewership or higher viewership because there's more people, more networks promoting the game. And so I think that will elevate the game. And then the playoff interest level is just going to be, I think it'll help high school, high school football. I think it will help interest in football all the way across the board. So uh, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see, even with all the turmoil going on right now in college athletics and, and in college football, I think you're going to see an elevation of interest level. And we're the second most favorite sport in the country right now, and I think that's only going to uh, increase. I agree, too. You know, it's hard not to feel like last week the Sooners losing to Kansas, that that's the end of the season. I mean, there are still lots to play for a Big 12 championship, but not having an opportunity to get into the playoff unless a lot of stuff works out. It's tough for a college fan. I was like, I love football. And, you know, today is the first day of November. And I'm like, oh. Well, Oklahoma can still get there. I mean, they're number nine. They've only got one loss. You know, no two team losses ever made it to the playoff. But, you know, Oklahoma, you know, they in some ways, believe it or not, it's a crazy way of thinking, they need to become the biggest Texas fan and the biggest Kansas fan out there. The yeah. more Kansas can win and elevate themselves up into the rankings, the more Texas can win. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with, a, you know, the potential of the Texas-Oklahoma uh, in, in a Big 12 potential championship game. And that's when, you know, if Texas is ranked higher, you know, and gets in the top four and Oklahoma were to beat them, then you got an opportunity. So there's still yeah. a way for Oklahoma to get there. Hey, I'm not giving up hope, baby. Sooner state of mind is all about that belief. And plus, I also think like with the 12-team playoff, teams will jump into that kickoff game and take on better competition at the beginning of the season because one loss won't do you in. That's a great point, Casey. You know, we've seen it with Alabama. They played in our kickoff game one. They did not win the SEC, and they got in at number four, and they wound up winning the national championship. So, you know, you take – I look at Ohio State or Michigan, you know, um, you know, they're one and three. If they go through the rest of the season, you know, with victories and they play each other in Michigan, you know, you could see one of those teams that loses that game with one loss. They're still going to be knocking on the door for the uh, for the playoff this year. So playing big non-conference, you know, high ranked teams is very, very important to the selection committee. Yeah. We've proven out with our our Chick-fil-A now Aflac kickoff games in the past. Yeah. Um, since you've been at the helm, it seems like philanthropic endeavors and contributions are something that's a point of emphasis for you and the Peach Bowl. You mentioned that a little bit. Why is that so important to you? Yeah, we, we think that, you know, college football does a lot of great things. And one of those is it, it has the interest level of a lot of people who are, are willing to, you know, participate in events that we do that do have charitable and scholarship contributions tied to them. So whether it's our uh, Southern Company Peach Bowl Challenge Golf Tournament, where we host the best coaches in the country uh, out at Reynolds at Lake Oconee in our golf tournament, where we give $330,000 to the coaches, charities, and foundations, to our kickoff game where this year we donated $360,000 to um, uh, childhood cancer uh, along with AFLAC. Um, 
it, it, we called the game a kickoff for a cause since September is Childhood Cancer Month and the game was in September. And Aflac's given a lot of money, $170 million to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta to create uh, basically a hospital for kids with childhood cancer. So uh, it's very important to us. As I mentioned, it's been in our mission since day one and we hold it near and dear to our heart. That's amazing. Great work there, Gary. Thank you. Uh, being that you played basketball in college, besides the Peach Bowl, what is your favorite sporting event? Wow. Yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite. Um, I will tell you, I've been very blessed. Uh, just two, uh, two weeks ago, I guess it was, we were, uh, my wife and I went to Rome and went to the Ryder Cup. Um, oh, it's no. fun to go to big international competitions in another country. I mean, we've been here to the World Cup and the, the Olympics and, you know, Final Fours and Super Bowls and everything. But to go over to another country and see a, an Olympics and a World Cup, a Ryder Cup is, is really cool. Um, so I don't know that I have a favorite, you know, NCAA basketball uh, tournament is always near and dear to my heart. I shut down in March to watch uh, every uh, conference tournament game and every every NCAA game. Um, and I think that's interesting enough. That's what's going to happen with the uh, playoff in college football. Yeah. I think it's going to take on that kind of uh, cross the nation uh, entry or, or interest level. Um, whether you're in it or not, I think people are going to be really enthralled by the 12-team playoff. Absolutely. And the games are so close as is. Once you add a few more playoff games there and raise the stakes, I think it's going to just send college football, you know, sky's the limit on where they can go with popularity. I agree. Um, Gary, you played a major part in the relocation of the College Football Hall of Fame to Atlanta. Tell us a little bit more about your vision for that and why that was important to you to get it down there. Yeah, it was interesting. In 2001 or two, I guess it was, I, I was in South Bend for their induction ceremonies, which is where the Hall of Fame used to be. And I went through with uh, Mal Moore, who was AD at uh, Alabama and had been an assistant football coach at Notre Dame. And as we walked through, we got done and um, I thought it was very antiquated, you know, really uh, behind times a little bit, a little stagnant. And um you know, Mal said, you know, Gary, it's interesting. There's nothing with uh, Coach Bear Bryant in this Hall of Fame. And I said, you know, that's interesting. How could that be? And um, so I, I came back. I thought about it a little bit, and I said, you know what? If that thing were in Atlanta, you know, it would be huge because Atlanta is, you know, we hadn't had pro sports since till 1966, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where, you know, the Steelers and the, the Pirates have been around forever. Mm -hmm. But pro sports didn't hit Atlanta till 1966. And so the colleges really in the southeast, let alone Atlanta, are the pro teams. Because yeah. year after year after year, they've had generations of, of followings. And so I said the south is going to be a great place to put this. Atlanta, you know, with with all the great uh, – a college experience that we have down here and alumni that we have living down here. So I started the process and in parallel to me meeting internally with a lot of the city forefathers, uh, NASCAR, someone in Atlanta had come up with the idea to um, create a NASCAR hall of fame. 
They took it to NASCAR and NASCAR said, yeah, this is a great idea. We don't have a Hall of Fame. We're going to bid it out. And so they bid it out. It got down to Richmond, Charlotte, Daytona and Atlanta. And so I backed off the Hall of Fame because I didn't want NASCAR to use that against us or I didn't want the College Football Hall of Fame to use NASCAR against us. So I backed off. In 2006, NASCAR went to Charlotte. So I pulled the College Football Hall of Fame back out and we went after it hard. And they had a um, contract through 2009 with uh, South Bend. And so 2009, you know, we, we got the deal done. I signed a 30-year uh, license, uh, became the CEO of Atlanta Hall Management, and we start raising money and created the exhibit experience, the design, the space, and everything, and we opened in 2014. So that was a labor of love. It's probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but uh, one of the most rewarding and I think it's been rewarding for college football and for the city of Atlanta as well. Oh, and absolutely. Team, which is yeah. what it's all about. Nice. Um, you mentioned you've worked for some of the biggest brands, Adidas and Converse. You've also worked with some of the biggest athletes on the planet, Kobe Bryant, Carl Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. Was there a common trait that all those athletes had that you saw in them? Yeah, I think when you get to the pro level, especially those people that you mentioned, there was a there was a difference. You know, there's pros and then there's the elite, the exceptional. And whether it was Bird or Magic or Kobe or Carl, you know, all of those had something special that they wanted to be the best. And they they became the best during the the uh, the most difficult times during the playoffs, during championship runs. And um, so it was fun to be around them. It was fun to interact with them. You know, I've been very blessed, whether it's Herschel Walker or, you know, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, you mentioned. I mean, Mike Krzyzewski, Nick Saban. I've been around a lot of great athletes, great coaches, great administrators, and they all have something a little bit more special that um, – you know, uh, separates them right. from other people. Um, so yeah, I've been very blessed to call them friends and have relationships, uh, both contractually and business wise, Amazing. Um, you know, with a lot of great people in sports. Awesome. That is so cool. All right, Gary, I've got one more for you. Obviously an amazing career. What's the best piece of advice you've gotten along the way? And what's the one piece of advice you would offer that you can share with our listeners? Yeah, the one piece of advice I would share is, you know, my philosophy in life is God's gift to you is life. Your present to him is maximizing the God-given potential and talents that he's enriched you with. So, um, you know, my favorite uh, quote, I love quotes. My favorite quote is The Man in the Arena by Teddy Roosevelt. You know, just the opportunity to play, the opportunity to participate, the opportunity to be involved you know, is, is what it's all about and, you know, what you do with that. So, um, and I, I, you know, I would, I always advise young people, look, you know, find your passion in life, whatever it is, and do everything you can to follow it. Because uh, if you're passionate about something, you'll get good at it. If you're passionate about it, you like it, you'll get good at it. If you're good at something, people are always going to want to be involved with you and uh, you'll be successful. So, um, 
those are those are a couple things I would I would uh, philosophize about. Awesome, Gary. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining us. What a treat. Once again, that's Gary Stokan, the president and CEO of Peach Bowl Inc. We'll be back in a couple days to talk Bedlam. Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Casey Mallon, and I am in the Sooner State of Mind.